This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. You felt the chill in the air in the morning, and so have the thousands of migrants from warm climates who are temporarily staying inside and outside of police stations across the city. The number of people needing shelter is only increasing as the pace of new arrivals has nearly doubled over the past several weeks. Now, the city plans to create what's what it's calling winterized base camps to house people in the colder months. And here with the latest is the city's deputy chief of staff, Christina Passione-Zayas. Welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. It's starting to get cold, as I mentioned. So tell us, where are we housing migrants right now? What, what new shelters are there? Yeah, so we're in the process of uh, bringing a few more shelters, brick and mortar, that is, online and doing some expansions that were planned uh, when we first uh, picked up some shelters that have already been online. Um, you know, that's kind of underway, uh, and we also are continuing to evaluate some of the land that has been identified for base camps. We are working closely with our faith partners around subsidized um, space uh, through the archdiocese as well as homestays. And then, of course, um, you know, our primary focus around resettlement with respect to rental assistance that's funded by the state, expanding our case management there, and then also having some fast-track referrals when new arrivals find their own apartments and we support them um, through the state-funded rental assistance. So uh, the very latest then on the winterized base camps? Yep, we've identified a few locations and, you know, that process is the first kind of preliminary once you kind of meet the minimum in terms of space, in terms of there being, uh, you know, concrete or gravel level um, uh, floor space, then, you know, the city kind of has to evaluate through looking at um, the electricity as well as the water management uh, to then really determine if it is a viable location. So that's what's underway um, in a few of these identified locations. So one of the proposed sites is a, a vacant lot in Brighton Park at 38th in California. In a letter to constituents, Alderwoman Julia Ramirez of the 12th Ward wrote that your administration's taking community feedback into consideration, but that, quote, ultimately, if the water department approves the site, then the city will be moving forward regardless. How are you balancing the, the need for community input with the urgent matter of, of finding a place for people to sleep that's not in the cold? Yeah, no, thank you for that question. And I think what it really points to is that, you know, community engagement at this level is really about um, assuring how do we uh, center dignity and respect of the individuals that are going to be residing in these base camps um, for a period of time. How do we partner with community-based um, organizations and social service agencies to um, provide the wraparound supports? Because we don't control the number of buses that come, the frequency, um, and what the federal government does or does not do, what we can control is receiving this type of information and how how it is that we operationalize our values um, in these particular uh, types of settings as well as our brick-and-mortar settings. There's been community pushback over the winterized base camps, uh, concerns over Garter World's humanitarian record, which uh, Garter World is the, the company that's contracted to set up the tents. Uh, there's also concern that these temporary sites could end up becoming quasi-permanent. So give us your plan to find more housing solutions for migrants that, that could actually be more permanent. 
Yeah, so it's a combination of kind of scouting both in the city and then partnering with um, Cook County as well as the state to identify locations outside of Chicago, brick and mortar that is, that could be repurposed. Um, particularly when we purchase um, property, you know, that has um, a greater opportunity for us to really think about how this temporary use um, is building infrastructure for future use. Uh, for Chicago residents. One case in point is the um, the old Marine Training Academy uh, that we acquired um, through partnership with Alderwoman um, Sam Nugent. Uh, and she utilized TIF dollars for the purchase of that particular building. Right now, we're using it for uh, shelter for families, um, but there is intentions to go through a community process to identify what the future use would be. That's really the ideal kind of setup. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the temporary, you know, when we're thinking about base camps and just in general, when we're thinking about our brick and mortar shelters is like, how do we, you know, have a community engagement process where we really are looking at our shelter operations and assuring that we are, you know, like I said, centering the, the respect, the humanity, the dignity of the individuals that are staying there. So we have a guide which we're looking at very closely with community partners as well as with Garda World so that they have a firm understanding of what our expectations are around dignity and service and humanity. Before I let you go, uh, in other news, Mayor Johnson, uh, we hear, is, is no longer going to visit the border. Tell us who is and, and what they're hoping to accomplish with that trip. Yeah, the delegation that just left this morning is led by Deputy Mayor um, of Immigrant, Migrant, and Refugee Rights, Beatriz Ponce de Leon. She is joined by our Chief Faith Engagement Officer, um, that is Reverend Billy Evans. And she is also joined um, by three of uh, members of City Council, that's Alder uh, Byron Cicho Lopez, Alder Will Hall, Alder um, Lamont Robinson. Each of them uh, represent really important uh, leadership pieces. You know, uh, Alder Robinson, you know, has the largest population of shelter uh, residents in his ward and has really been, you know, knee deep in as assisting with management. Um, you know, Alder Cicho Lopez is the chair of our housing. Uh, committee, and then Alder Hall is chair of the Revenue Committee. And so wanted to, you know, also mention that the state is also on this trip with us. We've got the Secretary of um, Human Services, Dulce Quintana, um, on the trip, as well as uh, several of the staff um, from the governor's office in the Department of Human Services. That's Christina Passione-Zayas, the city's Deputy Chief of Staff. Thank you so much for making the time for us. Thank you.